The church celebrates a beautiful event. It is also meditated upon in the fourth luminous mystery of the Holy Rosary. It's the Feast of the Transfiguration. This event is a good reminder for each one of us that once in a while it's good to move away from the busyness of our lives, to move away from the crowds so that we can be alone with Jesus. Now, Peter, James, and John, in order to move away from this busyness, go up a high mountain. As we know, mountains are important in Scripture. Either mountains represent uh, in an encounter with God or some special event or some action. And so there's at least three mountains in St. Matthew's Gospel. The first one is the Mount of the Beatitudes where Jesus gives his most famous sermon of all time, the famous Sermon on the Mount. At the end of Matthew's Gospel, we have Golgotha, which is Mount Calvary, where Jesus is crucified in Jerusalem. And now we have this middle mountain, Mount Tabor, and that's where this transfiguration occurred. In order to get to this mountain, Peter, James, and John first had to travel 75 miles from Caesarea Philippi to this steep cliff. So it was quite a hike. Ultimately, what happened with this event? It says that Jesus was transfigured before them. In other words, Jesus revealed to them his glory and divinity. One way to understand this transfiguration event, its purpose, is to look at a quote from Saint Irenaeus. He said this, The glory of God is man fully alive. God's glory is made to make us fully alive. We are to radiate with holiness. And that's what this event is about. Each and every person has a high calling in life. We are to manifest God's own life, his generosity, his mercy, his love. And when we are able to radiate his life, we are able to say as fully alive people like Peter, Lord, it is good that we are here. That's what a fully alive person is able to say. This transfiguration event is also a good reminder for us that Christianity is not simply a set of rules that we need to follow. It's not a postponement of joy and delight, but rather Christianity is all about holy communion with the living God. It's having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so this event allows us to reflect, have I had a recent encounter with God's glory in my life? Now as friends of Jesus, how do we allow this to happen to us, this taste of glory? For Peter, James, and John, it was only when they took God the Father's words seriously. God the Father said to them, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to him. God the Father wants us to listen to his Son, and that's what makes us fully alive. 
listening to him, listening to Jesus, is an invitation to prayer, to pray daily. And maybe it's simply sitting before the blessed sacrament, Jesus himself. When I was at the University of North Dakota back in 2013, eventually I signed up for a weekly holy hour. What that entailed was simply going to the Newman Center Chapel once a week and sitting before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Week after week, I would go. And slowly over time, I was able to distinguish God's voice in my own life. Where I could truly say, he is speaking to my heart. And I wanted to go more and more. Spending time with our Lord. One of the fruits of prayer is that we are going to be strengthened by Jesus, especially in our hardships. For Peter, James, and John, Jesus wanted to give them this glimpse of light because soon enough, Jesus is going to be entering into the darkness of his passion on the cross. So Jesus wants to give them hope, this glimmer of light, this glimmer of glory. And what happens? As we know, St. John the Apostle was the only one to be able to stand at the foot of the cross. He was the only, the, he was the only one who remembered this event that allowed him to persevere. A, a saint in our church who is wonderful at listening to God and was strengthened by him was Pier Giorgio Frassati. He was born in the early 1900s and he was from Turin, Italy. He actually had agnostic parents, but he was described as a man full of joy. In other words, he was fully alive. Some of the hobbies he enjoyed doing was camping, hiking, and especially climbing mountains. Whenever he would climb a high mountain, he would say it was a pure delight for him because he was able to contemplate the one who created the mountains. His motto eventually became, to the heights, to the heights. He wanted to live this full life. Jesus strengthened him by when uh, Pier Giorgio Frassati, he would often go to the church and spend time in prayer. And he tried to receive the Holy Eucharist as often as possible. That was really the secret of his strength, the Eucharist. Pier Giorgio Frassati was generous with his time. He would go and serve the elderly, the poor, and the sick. And eventually in 1925, he contracted polio from one of the people he was serving. He would die at the age of 24. During his funeral mass, the streets were crowded with people, and they were all the people that he, he served. They wanted to come and venerate this holy young man, this fully alive man. And so Jesus, 2,000 years ago, performed this transfiguration. And we get a glimpse of that today. Here at this Mass, not only do we get to be before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, but we truly get to receive him in our hearts. Sometimes on the altar you'll see a monstrance that holds the Blessed Sacrament, and you'll see a stand or a throne underneath the monstrance. 
Do you know what that stand is actually called? It's a tabor. In other words, to be able to come before the Eucharist is to be on the mountaintop of Mount Tabor, getting that glimpse of glory with our Lord. And so may this week we pray for that grace of Jesus to strengthen us, especially in our hardships, that he can truly make us fully alive.